Hi everyone, Trevor here. Just wanted to give a heads up at the start of the episode. The morning we were recording this episode, there was an ongoing upset around the use of the terms fat admirer and chubby chaser in the title of a webinar Dan was going to be giving for NAFA's Ally Week, as well as his identity as a chaser. Since we recorded this, Dan's seminar has been canceled and NAFA has issued a statement apologizing to those who were upset and shared screenshots of the Instagram posts where most of this upset has occurred. I suggest checking both out before listening to the episode for some context into what the four of us were and are still going through on a personal level. On to the show. Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. I'm Michael, I am a chaser, and today I am a sore soccer boy. I played <laughs> soccer last night, uh, which was great, except that I, as happens, got cleated on the top of my foot. Ouch. It hurt. Ow. Oh, no. Usually I kind of sh- shrug that off, but that one that one stung. So Wait, I'm, does, does that mean someone stepped on your foot wearing those spiked shoes? Stomped is a little more accurate. <gasps> well, but they're, they're, yeah. they're, not, they're not metal spikes, though. They're not golf shoes. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that's very illegal. <laughs> no, no, not metal. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I'm picturing golf shoes. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> you, would, you would break feet with that now. No, it's just going to be a little sore, but uh, I have to move this week. So I'm, I'm, I'm not relishing the, uh, the limp during the move. My name's Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living in sunny Hollywood. And today I am a gameless game boy. I, I no. need a new game. I mm. need something fun and video gamey that will just. There's a lot of good games coming out this year. Me. They just haven't come out yet. Yeah. I recommend tag. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dan Alirio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. Um, and uh, I'm in all sorts of moods today. <laughs> I'm in a tumultuous, oh, is that the ocean? Whoa, kind of mood. Yeah. <laughs> We we definitely won't get to that later. That's not relevant to anything. <laughs> stay tuned, listeners. Stay oh, tuned. God. I'm Trevor Keyson. I'm a super chub, and uh, I'm and I'm here in L.A. too. We're all in the same room. Uh, Thankfully, I'm having a weird Saturday so far. Gotta say, uh, I woke up being like, "Ooh, it's gonna be a, a chill Saturday." I'm bringing cookies to recording. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, I'm dealing with some stuff right now, some fires, some, there's, there's some fires to be put out or yeah. fanned depending on you know, it's, um, how you want to yeah. take it. Uh, but yeah, I brought, I, uh, the cookies. Yes. The, uh, the, the cookie the, update. The, yeah. Cookie update. Cookie um, update 2022. I have, I posted, some of you who follow me on Instagram saw, I posted the midnight diner pancakes cookie. Yes. Which uh, everyone has now sampled. This and is Trevor's cookie creation. From his own get ready to be jealous, listener, because Don and I have been able to try them. It's so good. Really, really tasty. I think the thing that I liked the most, I mean, there's all of these delicious flavors going on, which Trevor can tell you about, but the, there's a lot of textures layered yes. in as well. Like there's kind of this like crispiness, but then there's like a slightly different kind of crispiness and there's mm-hmm. some nuts, I would assume toasted. Well, and there's some flavors no, 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 in there. No nuts. Are... What's the thing that looks like a nut? The darker. Okay. So <laughs> listener, gather around. Buckle up. <laughs> so the, the midnight diner pancakes cookie, the dough, it's a maple dough, which I used maple sugar and maple extract. The mix-ins to the cookie are uh, chocolate chips Espresso chips, oh. caramel bits, uh, shoestring fried potatoes. I saw those. And yeah. what I think Michael thinks is a nut is the uh, signature mix-in that I invented, uh, waffle maple crunch, which <gasps> is a uh, waffle cone that I broke up and tossed with butter, maple sugar, a little salt, and milk powder. 
Um, mm. This is inspired by uh, Milk Bar's cornflake crunch that they do for several yes, of their products. Which is so, so good, too. Um, and I was worried when I baked it because it, it got darker than I thought. And also, at first, I'm like, oh, like, it's kind of, I hope this gets crunchy as it cools because it was like, this seems soft. But then it turned into this wonderful waffly brittle. There is an alchemy that happens. Definitely let your cookies cool, listener. Yes. If, you've, if you're making your own cookies, that's like an essential part mm. of the process yes. for sure. Um, but they were delicious. They were a crunch and a chewiness that I always look for in cookies and a crispiness in the bottom. I just always look for cookies, but these were really good. <laughs> yeah. I will yeah. share the recipe. Um, it is a, there's a lot and there's some, um, Oh, oh come on. This, I mean, if, if you ever wanted to prove that baking cookies is rocket science, it would be these cookies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it only, to me, it seems like more ingredients cause I went through a whole prototype phase. Anyway, <laughs> let's get straight into it. Yes. Yeah. You, I brought cookies for everyone. And we need you to bring us your Valentine's Day yes. questions. Yes, please. We're coming up. Uh, new listeners for Valentine's Day, we answer questions about uh, relationships and romance and dating and sex and all the good stuff. I think the like most probably sexual kind of vulgar only in that it's like a very a detailed blunt. act, a very blunt act yeah. <laughs> um, was in our first Valentine's Day episode. And like everyone I know listened to that. <laughs> it was oh. early enough in the show that everyone like, like casual friends were just like, oh, you're doing a new thing. Let me check yeah. that out. My aunt listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> godmother listened to yeah. it. And we put. Luckily, the, she's awesome. But my God. Well, know? I think that's good. Now they're fully we, equipped for Chub Chaser. Sex. We put the disclaimer <laughs> on the front and that I think just made people more interested. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't look here. It's really gross. I don't know. <laughs> anyway but yeah so, so send us your questions uh we'll have the social media info at the end but you can email us or write us over social media anything you want to know about what can a chub do with a chaser and vice versa That's yes right. yeah um but you know you're gonna send us your valentine's mail but we have some mail for y'all today yay it's the mailbag um so this is a follow-up to um, the, the listener that sent us the question about kind of dealing with, uh, you know, kind of being slimed by chasers and like kind of how to handle chasers commenting on their body, um, in like a disappointed way. So this mm -hmm. is a follow-up to that. Right. So our listener, uh, wrote us back after hearing the episode and said, hi guys, I just wanted to say thanks for reading my letter and having a thoughtful discussion about it. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for writing us. The solidarity and support you gave really made me feel better. Sadly, it's a situation I have been in more than once. You all helped me realize that maybe I need to A, be a little more choosy, and I'm not obligated to sleep with anyone just because they show interest, and B, I need to be kinder to myself. I laughed at Trevor's idea to throw them out the window. So did we. <laughs> Don really helped me to see that I'm not alone and that other, people's experience, other people experience the same thing. I also liked how Michael talked about how it can happen to chasers who gain weight as well. And thanks to Dan, because he also pointed out that I don't have to take, uh, I don't have to coddle other people at the expense of my own welfare. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to say thanks. And I hope that today's episode helped other people as much as it helped me. Love to you all. Yay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I love when mailbags uh, end up creating that kind of a discussion because it, <laughs> it makes our job easier, yeah. <laughs> believe it or not. What should we talk about? Oh, let's talk about the thing that people wrote so, us. Like somebody has a really interesting situation that we can also, you know, relate to and, and try and help out with. So thank you for writing in. Yeah. And we just wanted to follow up because I like, I like the idea that you can kind of see how people, like, like the two that we did in December, and you can kind of see how people like run with, um, run with these revolutionary ideas we keep spouting around like you know <laughs> treat people with respect yeah and <laughs> holy moly love all kinds of people including the fat people 
Um, so thank you. Uh, That's revolutionary. If you have any, I know. <laughs> if you have any mailbags, letters, uh, advice you want to send us, maybe hold on to it for, for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Or, or send it now. Yeah, no, no, we, we can hold on well, to no, it. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like maybe thing. send it, but like for the Valentine's thing. Yeah. Um, yes. It's not too early. That's what you're saying. It's not too early, but, and it's never too late. Except if it's after Valentine's Day and then it's too late. <laughs> ah, um, let's get right on the pop culture. That's right. So in the New Yorker, there's this great article about Bridget Everett titled Bridget, Bridget Everett is Larger Than Life. The comedian survived waitressing, karaoke, and the alternative cabaret circuit before star, uh, creating and starring in Somebody Somewhere, her autobiographical coming of middle age series on HBO. And it, it's sort of this deep dive into her life and her 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 history, her history and her past. Um, and, and she's a really interesting person. I feel like. So her brand of comedy is very much that like in your face kind of raunchy, like no apologies, which kind of reminded me of um, uh, Nicole Byer mm-hmm. and her stand up special that's on Netflix. Um, very like sex forward. And I th- she, apparently she closes out most of her acts by picking a man from the audience and sitting on his face. So if that gives you an idea <laughs> of the kind of personality we're dealing with, um, but she's this beautiful fat woman who has her own show. I love the, the, the picture at the top of the article mm-hmm. of her in this white leotard with a, a I, how do you describe hat? It's like, it's like it's a, a tiara, it's like a wig with a, the, the feather Feathers. crown on top yes. of it that looks like kind of something out of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Um, it's wild and very interesting and kind of awesome. And she has like, fierce written all over her face like Mm -hmm. it is it is a look i have not seen i've i saw a preview for somebody somewhere uh because i've been watching uh and just like that that's kind of been what i've really been into and it just looks very sweet and funny and just like sincere and i'm excited to see it a few people uh messaged us about it and i already had kind of had this article locked and loaded yeah you know we're on the same page we don't want to say we're ahead of the curve but you know trevor is very on these things so yes but thank you for um but uh, yeah we always love when you suggest stuff um check it out um i will probably let it pile up a little because i like to binge stuff i don't like (laughs) to have to wait a week Mm -hmm. but yeah check it out uh it's heartwarming and i just love seeing the opportunity for fat actors to get to portray fat characters in a way that like is very sincere and personal to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it has that kind of, I mean, Trill wasn't autobiographical, but it has a, a yeah. similar kind of vibe to it, which, you know, is a good thing. Um, it's a very in-depth sort of deep dive article. You can check it out at the New Yorker. We'll share the link. Um, but yeah, uh, good to have some positive uh <laughs> stories to start the day out um no reason why yeah um uh, so this is uh, we're we're veering careening uh, wildly Atlantic. um to the sun which okay so we have we've covered a lot of stuff from the sun there's stuff where i've saved it and just like not been like i don't really feel like this is the british tabloid the sun yes Mm. but this i was I, I was dubious at the headline, but I the pictures grabbed me. It's uh, ahead of the curve. I'm a size 22, and I met my fella on a plus-size dating app. Dash. People ask why he's with a fatty, but he loves my curves, which is, like, t- totally on brand for the sun. Yeah. Um, 
especially the whole like paragraph length <laughs> headline. <laughs> but the photo shoot for this article is like the best photo shoot I've seen of like fat people, but also when they've covered chasers or fat mm-hmm. admirers, like, like couples. The, yeah. The couples and like just the most, I don't know, well shot. Everyone's well dressed. It's just a very bizarre, like they took care to really make everyone look good. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering if like the uh, Georgette Cully is the author mm. and like, I'm curious to see the inception of this, like what was written versus like what got edited and like spun and put together. Cause mm-hmm. like, it's actually a, I feel like a well-written. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, um, once you get past the headline, which is, yeah. you know, a, a clickbait headline, uh, you definitely get a lot of, like it's it's mostly quotes first of all from these women as opposed to as opposed to like editorializing and adding their own slant onto like how they're going to misconstrue misconstrue the words, mm-hmm. um, but it's a lot of quotes from these women who uh, have found through uh, the focus is on dating apps uh, chasers or I guess fat admirers guys mm-hmm. who are into bigger women, um, and specifically not just the sexual aspect, but that like, Oh, he loves me. He will take me out on a date and not be ashamed or like hide me away. Mm -hmm. Like we have real feelings for each other and he's attracted to me and that's awesome. And I'm attracted to him. Like there's an element that comes back a couple of times of like, yeah, as a fat woman, I'm not actually attracted to fat men. I like slim muscular guys and that's okay. Everyone has their preference. And Mm -hmm. you know, there's something in all these articles because I've, you know, I've been quoted in articles like this and, that's a whole other series of stories, but there's this thing where the point of view of the article is like, no, it's real. It's actually possible. Mm-hmm. It's not a scam mm-hmm. because the supposition is that fat is the opposite of sex. There's yeah. also a weird supposition in all of these articles that I've never quite been able to wrap my brain around of like, is there an expectation that fat people will hook up with fat people? Oh yeah. No, like, you upset why? people because yeah. they're considered because they're considered in the same league as each other, and it, nothing upsets the general public more than yeah. people dating outside their league. Do you, like, I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm, maybe I won't say that because it's stepping in hot water, but it's definitely that perspective of like kind stay with kind. Like, you you stay with your people, we'll stay with our people. We don't mix them. And I, it's that condescending, like, isn't it nice he has someone? But it's weird because it's it seems very specific too fat, right? Where it's like on every other, there's a spectrum of attractiveness with like attractiveness, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter attractiveness level of a fat person. If they're fat, that's its own category that can only go with fat people in in mainstream thinking. Well, that's because you've overlapped. In that case, you've overlapped stigma with attractiveness so that Mm. in stigma trumps. Right. I, I was going to say this earlier and I hope I'm not stepping in it. It's not the same. I'm not saying it's the same, but there is a similarity to people saying, you know, black people do not date my white daughter. Like, yeah, like that, you stay I, I with your own kind. Clear, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I can see what you're saying with yeah. that. Yeah. Which is obviously. Yeah, I will, yeah, I will awful. say that's, that's definitely something you can feel in the chub for chub community. Like, uh, you know, I'm fat, you're fat. Why won't you date me? Cause, and if you're not dating me, well, what do you have against Chubbs? I mean, after mm-hmm. all, you're fat. So there's there. I think there there can be parallels there. Uh, so a big part of this article is talking about how uh, I'm I am old. I'm a, I'm I'm not a One Direction person, so I don't think I'm saying his name right. Zayn Malik, maybe. I think it's Zayn Malik. Zayn Malik. Uh, Zayn Malik from One Direction is on the, one of these apps. Uh, they talk about in the articles Woo Plus, and I I like 
seeing that he's on it, but also like, I feel like, okay, like just let him be on the app and like, not necessarily like screenshot his profile and blast it on the sun. Um, but people talking about like how monumental it is to see that like one of the one direction guys is on an app and he's, you know, dating plus size women. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd like to point out that for some reason, the media believes that that is a newsworthy event. Yes. A, you know, a traditionally hot, good looking guy who does, who dates fat people. That's news. I mean, that's how I've gotten on. I mean, that seems to be I, how, I, how I've all the media. articles are. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. All of them are like it's, that. It's so staggering that we are going to issue a press release on it. <laughs> and there's a really nice piece where he's quoted as saying something like, I'm paraphrasing, of like, yeah, it basically, I date all kinds of women, but I'm really into fat girls. I mean, he doesn't say it that way. Yeah, that's, but, that's more or less what he said. But there's this idea of like, sure, you know, I'll date a thin woman, but that's not where my heart is. That's not where, mm -hmm. that's not where I live. Yeah. And I think so often, like I've encountered this when I've dated guys where they'll say like, well, you do date, you don't just date fat guys, do you? As if like, you know, that would be, because that would make you a fetishist. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, you at least, you have to at least pretend to like thin people right. so that, so that, you know, I don't occur as this fetish object for you. And like, okay, fine. If that's where you are, then, you know, yes, I, yes, I, in my life, I have dated thin people and I no longer do so. <laughs> I find I, it unfulfilling. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, once again, I think this is like, it's something it's, um, I think I it's think actually pretty good given, given that it's the sun, it's given amazing. that it's the sun, it's amazing, mm -hmm. but it's, it's also very respectful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> again, starting the show off with, with good vibes. Oh, stop it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, a, it's a weird Saturday. It's, it's, a weird Saturday. it's a weird Saturday. Um, and who knows what the week will hold. But we're we're moving on. It's Michael. Cue it up. It's you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm right. I, my arms are out. I'm ready to swing off the building with Spider Man. Let's go. Yes! Yes! <laughs> it's Fat Watch 2022. Yay! Oh my god, it happened. You knew it was coming. Everything's better with an eagle. Yeah. Oh, that lifted my spirits. Um. And this actually, when I saw this, looked at my spirits. Uh, actress Allison Tolman, who is currently killing it on uh, Yellow Jackets, which I think I'm the only one who watched it. Maybe we have some listeners that watch it. It's wild. After you finish the episode, go watch Yellow Jackets. Um, and she tweeted a plea to writers and showrunners to basically stop making fat jokes, mm -hmm. to stop um, writing, you know, like, fat lady at the movies as like when you mean annoying lady at the movies. Yeah. Scripts. Yeah. yeah. And I think the, the most helpful thing about that, cause you know, we've, we've talked about like not writing fat shows and the most helpful thing she does is she explains what is a, a fat joke or, or a, a, a bad description of a fat person mm -hmm. in your script, even if it's not in the dialogue that doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily think it's a fat joke, but it still comes through as something that is, um, really negative and insulting. And so like, it's not just, you know, making an actual joke about somebody's appearance. It could be talking about the numbers on a scale, uh, what somebody eats, uh, what size their clothing is, exercise and move, mm -hmm. like other things that are very much related to the fat experience that is typically used to denigrate fat people. Um, and then, yeah, as Trevor was saying, like also not putting that stuff, like in a script, you have a lot of description text that the audience doesn't ever read, mm -hmm. but you know, they, if they you're, see it. they, mm -hmm. yeah, well, the, the, the people who read the script will see it. Like anybody in the industry who's handed that script will, you know, so like 
if you just see the actor, it's just whoever they cast, right? Like this is Lisa and that's Lisa going about her day and the audience just sees Lisa. But in the script, it'll say Lisa, a thin 20 something who's, you know, all out for herself. But like saying that she's thin is an, as a microaggression, like that, that doesn't actually need to be there unless it's part of the story that she has to be thin for something else in the story to change or Right, her. so I think so often a lot of screenwriters <clears throat> and directors will use fat or thin as shorthand for we like her, we don't like her. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. positive yeah. or negative. Yeah, that's yeah. the, yeah. Because, exactly. I, I mean, the example is that she gives us brilliant, you know, a, a fat lady in movie theater, which you meant was an annoying lady in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you say fat, that's really the same thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Hey, so <laughs> I, I read a lot of scripts for a living, and I will say fat is just generally, like when I read fat as a descriptor for a character, it, it really is just a delay in me finding out what negative trait they meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When she yeah. says the audience only knows the values you assign to different body mm-hmm. types. If you have characters saying lines about them, but what about the rest of the script? That's your crew, the writer's room, everyone in the office, executives, creative partners, all the people helping you make your show. Yeah. And, and that's the, you know, perpetuating that, that way of writing about fat people is really damaging. Even if the audience isn't necessarily experiencing it, mm-hmm. everybody who's creating the show is, mm-hmm. and that's bad enough. And it's gotten a lot of replies and retweets and, mm-hmm. and articles written about it. I um, retweeted it and I'm barely on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you. Yeah. Allison Tolman. And, uh, Oh my God. Yellow jackets. All right. I think it's time. Okay. So, we talked about the weird vibes at the start of the episode. Uh, currently, when we are recording this, um, NAFA had announced um, that Dan was going to be speaking for our Ally Dan. Week. Yes, our Dan. Right yes, here? Sit, yes, in this room. Hello. Um, giving a presentation for fat admirers and chubby chasers about allyship. And the language of the seminar was um, upsetting and triggering to a lot of people. Um, Neff has the since title, the, 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 the title, the, the title, and, but also just the very existence, yes, the, the, the existence of chubby chasers and fat admirers in a fat positive political space was considered. Well, yeah. What and is well, the, I, what was the title? It was allyship for fat admirers and, chubby uh, chasers. Uh, chubby chasers. Okay. Um, I mean, we've talked about this a little on the podcast with, you know, the, there are differences. I mean, and Dan talks about this in the seminars, there's differences between like the, the gay fat world and straight fat world with these terms. And the point I think was Dan was trying to be inclusive and trying to get people who identify as fat or chasers to come to the seminar. In in my experience, no, no gay chubby chaser knows what a fat admirer is. It's just Mm -hmm. not a term we use. It's not part of our community. And the terms have different histories that I could go into, but they're very different histories. So anyway, I, I advocated having both those words in the title because that's how people identify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the long story short, uh, I mean, it, it hasn't been an, in present time. It hasn't been announced that, that the seminar has been canceled. The, the seminar is being canceled. You know, I'm, I'm just speaking as myself right now. I'm not speaking for NAFA, but like it's, we're figuring out exactly like I, I as a board member, like we're figuring out exactly what the response is going to be, which will now be out. But when this, when this episode, by this epi- the time the episode drops, all that being said, we were talking, we were planning to talk this week about <laughs> um, the like coexistence of allyship and attraction mm-hmm. and how those two things butt heads and how they can coexist. So we're still going to talk about that, but <laughs> I, we just kind of want to preface with like all this, like 
the post went up, uh, went up on Instagram like late last night. Announcing like, the seminar. Announcing Dan's seminar. And people had a lot of strong reactions to it. And I'm those are, you know, uh, valid feelings. I know, especially within like the, as men and women, and, you know, regardless of your gender identity, uh, you experience all these things differently. So like we're, absolutely we're at, we're, you know, we're talking about our personal experience here. I don't know if we have any, uh, new listeners. If you are new to this particular episode, buckle up or free not, <laughs> or this is your point where you can, uh, exit the ride. <laughs> yeah. And let's throw these, let's throw some disclaimers out there. Like this, you know, we are not NAFA. Yeah. We are not a part of NAFA. The opinions here expressed are not those of NAFA, yes. even though we have a NAFA board member on the podcast. Yes, the, these are my personal opinions. These are and personal. And not. also the opinions that are going to be expressed have not been discussed with Trevor yeah. previously. <laughs> and I, because I don't, th- this is Don speaking. I do not want blowback for my opinions to spill on Trevor because I'm listening to this and all I can think is this is bullshit. This is utter bullshit. So I'm sorry I'm interrupting you. I'm going to shut up now. Yeah. yeah. I'm shutting up. <laughs> Um, so I don't, I mean, let's get to it. I, I understand. I get it. I mean, cause I even was posting earlier this week cause we have listener mail from uh, a fat woman who is looking to dip, um, her toe into kind of dating as in, in plus size world, like trying to figure out how to navigate that. Mm-hmm. And I know that like for a lot of fat people, like going into these spaces of like, you know, like bigger city and stuff, like it's not a a pleasant experience if you are going into it with trauma around your own body and then having people activate that. Yeah. So when we are in a space of activism and like fighting for rights, fighting for, you know, being able to not be fired for being fat, uh, fighting for proper healthcare and respect in doctor's offices, having people that kind of represent negative feelings about your body come into that activism space can be triggering and cause a lot of bad feelings. Right. I mean, I, I, people who know me and know my seminars know that, you know, I, I hold chasers accountable for a lot. Mm -hmm. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know, that is something that, you know, I, I, I talk a lot about because it is not by accident that many of these women have so much trauma around fat admirers or chubby chasers. That's, that's not just, that just didn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that chasers have to answer for. Unfortunately, you know, that's what I was going to address in my seminar, which was fat admirers and chubby chasers need, need to handle their shit. And here's how, mm-hmm. but apparently that is not a discussion that is allowed. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, I don't want well, to hear let, it from let's, you. Let's avoid blanket statements yeah. as far as like the world will not allow. There are individuals who are pushing back against that. That's um, fair. But I, I mean, something that I talk about in my book is the taboo conversation. Mm-hmm. That there are certain conversations that are not allowed to be had because they are taboo. And they can have topics like money, religion, fat, where, and, and I kind of, I break this down in, into detail and, and how they interact. But what I think is really important here is there is a sincere belief, and it's not just in the fat community, but there's a sincere belief among many uh, rights organizations that you cannot commingle civil rights and sex and attraction. And I've seen this when I've talked about just gay issues, and I've had someone in the audience say, well, 
you're talking about gay issues. I thought we were past talking about sex. Not that I shouldn't be talking about gay issues, but the gay issues shouldn't bring up same-sex attraction. Mm-hmm. Because haven't we moved past that as a civil rights point? And it's like, but that kind of defines the community. Right. Yeah. So I, the question for me is like, if as a, as a chaser who's an ally, if I want to participate in that space, do I need to hide the fact that I'm a chaser and just say I'm a regular Joe Schmo ally? In my experience, yes. That I don't understand that. So, like, I, I don't know why people would fight back on this. I mean, I think part of it is there is um, a whole lineup of programming for Ally Weekend. Uh, Tigress, who has been on the podcast, Tigress, the, the mm-hmm. NAF board chair, yep. who um, has talked about uh, Fet Liberation before, is leading a seminar in an introduction to allyship. And part of that is knowing when to show up and knowing when not to show up. Um, okay. And knowing when it is responsible for you to be in that space and knowing when it's not. Um, And I think it can be difficult to navigate that. And I think just as a, like if you know, you're, you have a fat partner right now. I think if you were just like, you know, I have been dating, but like, I'm just kind of single right now. And I, this is important to me. I think it is harder to enter a space just kind of as a like, thin ally and i think just knowing no like looking for guidance from people kind of already in this space yeah i and i agree with that i think something that comes up for me and i think maybe this is what you were thinking michael is that you know this is really if you're a chubby chaser this is part of our identity Mm -hmm. and this is sort of ironed into our sexuality Mm -hmm. and so it's I, I agree with your statement that like you got to know how to show up in the space. I, one of the things I w- was going to talk about in the seminar is understanding the context in which you're appearing. Mm-hmm. However, to say to someone, if this is your identity, make sure you hide that because that's not welcome here, but yeah. pretend to take up, but you can have this other identity and we will allow that. Right. Well, I mean, I don't think personally, I think it would be like once again, personal opinion, Trevor keys on LMC. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think you should hide that going into the space. Cause I feel like that's almost like a jump scare reveal. Well, yeah. But well, that, no, not that you actually would, but that that feels like the only permissible way to do it. Yeah. And so the message is you're not welcome here. Yeah. Which is, you know, message received. Got it. Um, but, and, but here's the flip side to it. It's like, I, we're talking about a chaser's responsibility to try and fit in with all of this stuff. But just practically, if you are attempting to form a community, the, exact opposite thing you want to do is start slicing off pieces of it. Like we are talking about the demographic that is the most naturally aligned to the political interests of people of size are people who are, who love people of size and wants them to be happy so that they can be full sexual beings. I don't care what their motivation is. They want to get to the same place as me. Yeah. So why do I need to exclude natural allies because they might find me attractive? I don't understand this. Like, I wonder if, I mean, I'm sure this is part of it is like feeling like a chaser is walking into the space inherently makes it a sexual conversation when the point is like, there are so many other issues that are more pressing than dealing with just whether or not somebody finds me attractive that I want to focus on those issues. And then if a chaser comes in just by announcing that they're a chaser, they're guiding the conversation in a direction that feels like time, like a waste of time. I sure. don't, th- and I, the counter argument is that nobody's mere existence 
makes anything happen like that. Right. Because mm-hmm. if that's you know? true, then you cannot, you can never have straight men in a feminist space. Right. Because yeah. I mean, obviously they're going to turn it sexual. Well, I think so. Well, like, and I no th- gay organization can exist. Because right. everyone and everybody <laughs> find each other. Right. Yeah, gay men can't form any organizations because we're all I mean, attracted to each let's other. Let's boil it down <laughs> to what it is. Why? Well, but I, I think uh, I feel like because this could spiral. Um, like I think the way to authentically show up in this space is as a thin ally going into a space of fat liberation. You have to, and I say thin ally as like whether a chaser or not, because I think. Even just thin people mm-hmm. who aren't, you know, I do who don't, don't identify as fat admirers or chasers, going into a space of fat liberation are met with reluctance, often because it's like, okay, what is what is your motivation? Where's your skin in this game? And I think coming from a place and looking and assessing and standing up outside of an entity, engaging in fat liberation, which you know is like. I mean, like we have seen from our listeners who saw fat oppression within their, you know, personal organizations and stood up and did something about that. So mm-hmm. that is a way as an ally, you can start the work and outside of an entity and just in your everyday life, find ways to shut it down and speak up and, you know, engage in this in your personal like. I mean, I say social media because I feel like that's where mm-hmm. a lot of action happens. Yeah, I get. So the the way my head goes with it is like, so say somebody does that, like our listener wrote in mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Um, he does that and then says, oh, Dan's having the seminar. I'll check that out because I feel like, you know, I could say like at the end I could do like speak up and tell my story and the question and answer and is like excited about that. And then it gets canceled because it gets lambasted by all of the people who are offended that Dan even exists and wants to talk about this stuff and he's not fat. And then this guy now looks at that space and says, I'm not welcome here Mm -hmm. and feels cut off from the support that he should have as somebody who is doing this on his own, but also need like everyone needs support. You can't be an Island forever. And mm-hmm. so looking to participate in the space and actually join with other people that you thought you were aligned with and then being told you don't belong here is incredibly disheartening and will probably have a damaging effect on people like, Dan, you're used to it. You you know oh, yeah. what it's like to be, but not most people yep. who are trying to be like you are not going to be. Well, and, and I would take that a step farther because it's not just <clears throat> that you, you balked the poor chaser who wanted to be helpful. It's that you have made it very clear that who that person is, is unacceptable. And if you've ever been abused by a chaser or a fat admirer, it's because of their innate feelings of unacceptability. And that's where their douchiness comes from. Mm -hmm. It comes from the fact that we can't, that we're not allowed to discuss this, that if we say we're a chubby chaser, we're going to get lambasted or we're going to get a sneered at uh, or as you know, I just got, I got some real good hate mail this morning (laughs) when the the seminar was announced. Um, and just a just really vitriolic, you know, like personal, ugh, it was awful. And what I'm saying is if you were trying to create in a laboratory, a fucked up chaser who is going to abuse people, mm-hmm. this is the environment you create for them. Yeah. Well, we're literally pla- like if this organization is literally planting a flag on chasers and saying predator. Oh yeah. You know, um, well, I will say- or threat. Threat, which you know, I, you know you got to no, get. No, no. Sorry, 
you just, I just want to make this clear. You said organization just now, and that's not. Oh, excuse me. No, 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 not yes, no. Excuse me. No. The people who responded to what NAFTA was trying to do. The fat activism sphere, I yeah. would say. There are people within that space who are doing what Don yes. just said. Yeah. Um, just and it is, I think, because the, I mean, maybe at some point we can have, like, I mean, I love, I, I love any opportunity just to kind of uh, shoot the shit with Tigris. But I think also just kind of, we have had Fat Liberation 101, but there's so many layers to the history of Fat Liberation. Yeah. And NAFA is part of that, but then also there's all these other organizations. And part of that is because of these varied opinions on what is, you know, fat admirers or fat admirers, chasers, even just uh, thin allies space within fat liberation. And I think that just as the way NAFA was created, once again, this is Trevor, this is not <laughs> me speaking for an entity. Um, it was through fed admirers mm-hmm. and it was also initially more of a um there was uh fed liberation work being done but also a lot of social engagement just because of how the world operated at the time right um the internet has changed the scope of how people get involved in fat liberation the way people communicate about it the way the spread of how people group together in fighting this fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's no accident that the dating space for fat people and their admirers and the political sphere for fat liberation are widely far apart. If you just walk into the space, mm-hmm. like if you go to, if you go to a, a BBW bash, if you go to a Chub chaser event, there is almost nothing on political activism there for mm-hmm. fat people. Like it, it doesn't exist in the space because people are there to have good time. And we wouldn't, mm-hmm. we don't want to, you know, we don't want to yuck their yum. On the other hand, if you go to the political space, any discussion of people who are attracted to fat people is is a third rail, is anathema. The thing that was occurring to me um, is, so on this comment thread, which was mm-hmm. on Instagram for the announcement post, a lot of people, or at least some people were writing and basically calling for Dan's execution. Um, oh, and mine too, by association. And Trevor's, I, yeah. I will say, once again, because I'm, I'm, I'm speaking personally, and I guess... I was being accused as an FA board member of being responsible for this. I had no involvement in (laughs) the seminar. I didn't know it was happening until like I saw on the calendar, uh, Dan had a call and I was, there was confusion. He's like, Oh, well, cause I'm giving a seminar for LA week. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So basically Trevor is accused of being of masterminding this nepotismic (laughs) thing with his husband. When in fact he didn't even know it was happening until it was scheduled. Yeah. Yeah. So the thought that occurs to me is like, were there fat people responding to the fat people who were calling for the cancellation of this event saying, this is wrong. Don't do that. Um, a little bit. And it's, I mean, once again, th- this is weird. Cause like we're currently in this um, upset, which once again, I am people's feelings are justified and accurate. And I know that there's a long history of upset and um, Trump, severe trauma around this issue. And I think it's just like, there are people saying like, okay, well no, but wait, this is an important conversation and maybe we should just take a step back and maybe try to remove the, the triggering language mm-hmm. and restructure it. And then there was also someone who's like, I think maybe it would be helpful if, you know, his part, like, you know, referring to Dan, like if I as Dan's partner were part of the conversation, just so that it's not, you know, there's a lot, uh, there was, was and is a lot happening um, at the time of recording, NAF has removed the post just and issued a statement like, you know, we're, we're dealing with this. We're, 
being accountable, but we just need a minute because mm-hmm. I mean, we're all over the country and people are, com- you know, that's open for comments. So there's conversations happening there. Um, and I mean, it's all over the spectrum in terms of like people who want the entire, who are calling for the entire board to be fired versus <laughs> oh people God. who are saying, I support this. Um, you know, there was someone who is a, a fat woman who is also a fat admirer saying like, I think this is an important conversation and like, maybe we should try to oh, good. do it. Um, and then like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of nuanced conversations <laughs> happening <laughs> all over the spectrum. And which does include a few people, uh, a, a few fat people saying this, this should happen. I will also say that at, I mean, before the comments started, it was the most like liked and promoted post and a lot of um fat people i follow were sharing it because because it's a great idea yes and it is a it's it's, it's the necessary it's the missing part of the conversation it's an essential part of the conversation it's an entry point to activision for i i know i'm i'm saying the same thing over and over again it's an entry point to activision for an entire or, or, or wing of the <laughs> Freaking fat movement, you know. Like, yeah. uh, well, here and here's a question I have. Like I said, the 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 two, the two sets are highly disjunct, and so I'm wondering. I'm. It's pretty clear that the fatosphere does not want me talking to them. At least the you know the most vocal people saying this. Although, as Trevor points out, it was incredibly liked as far as like yeah, know. like people seemed excited about it. So my question is this: If you went to a Chub Chaser event, if you went to a BBW bash. Would you want there to be some sort of fat activism or fat liberation component? Would you want a table in the vendor hall? Would you want something in the, like, is that a component that people want to see? Because historically it's not been present. I would say yes. I mean, that's, that's, well, that's <laughs> I mean, for I, me. Yeah. I mean, just with how it works out, um, the past couple, whenever there has been a bigger Vegas that has been kind of back to back with uh, one of the BBW bashes that uh, Breeze bashes, which is like the, like it's, I want to say the proxy to bigger Vegas. Um, NAFA has had a presence and they actually have been at bigger Vegas just because of the, the kind of overlap. And I mean, I was kind of expecting, I mean, God, given that people are calling for my resignation a week into being a board member, <laughs> it's hard, you know, well, and after it, that with, mastermind you pulled <laughs> with the, um, the global pandemic, I am also like struggling to see beyond a week into the future. So, I was expecting that there was a chance that NAFA would be present at bigger Vegas and that I would probably have to spend some time at a table or maybe even just like, I don't know, maybe do some kind of like intro to fat activism, which who knows? I mean, once again, I am speaking as Trevor keys on LLC. Um, I am a NAFA board member. There's a lot happening. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a crazy day so far. I think, it is important for fat liberation to have a presence in these events, because I think even just that number of fat people and people who love them coming together in a celebration of unbridled, just joy and pool party and dancing and just existing in a space and saying, you know, I am, deserving of love. I am deserving of sex. I am deserving of, you know, whatever uh, swimsuits are available at the vendor (laughs) vendor hall. Yeah. And I don't have to suffer at the hands of people who are on board with that. Yes. Like I don't have to put up with shitty chasers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say as a footnote to the end of this conversation that we're, 
we're all men. Yeah. <laughs> we're all cis men. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we are in no way speaking on behalf of the, the female experience in the world because there are a lot of sexism issues that are wrapped up in this space as well that mm-hmm. we just don't mm-hmm. have personal experience with. So, I mean, hopefully that goes without saying, but you know, we can also speak to the fat activism, activism side of things. Like we are all activists to differing degrees. So mm-hmm. like that's where we're coming from and we would never presume yeah. to speak for the female experience. Yeah. Though that said, I feel like it's safe for us to speak for the male experience. Yeah. Oh, you totally. And for when, sure. when a organization is basically saying, you know, this, when they're, when they're talking about this, this feels like they're pointing at male to me. Right. Is because they don't, um, I've I never don't, heard about this being directed at a female chaser type. No, there, I, right? I do. And this was part of the, I, I have had this discussion with people about like mm-hmm. female, like there are female chasers. Yeah. There are, you know, and like in the street space and I mean, there's the elusive lesbian chubby chaser, mm-hmm. which um, people have had told us to like, you should talk about this. Like, okay, we're not going to talk about this. And I don't really know. I have like a few ideas of where to find. We need, we need to, well, find, we need to yeah, find someone to talk about. Just yeah. talk yeah, about it. We can't it. just yeah. talk we about other people's experience without. And it's yeah. like, yeah. I, I think given the fact that it is such a rare, like it's like the white wolf <laughs> in the woods. Like I know it's there, but like if, I don't know if we have a, a lesbian who identifies as a chubby chaser, like we would love to hear from you. I would yeah. love to hear from you. And also like, I get it. Like if you, do not really want to. Yeah. It's uh, not the most inviting in offer at the end of this yeah, the, conversation. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say in general, but especially at the end of this space, conversation. But. Yeah. And I think most of our listeners, I mean, unless we have some new listeners that are just kind of, um, hell of an episode angry. to start with. Yeah. But not just, the best episode to start with, but, um, I just hope that all of our listeners who, you know, are chasers or fat admirers are, you know, just people who love fat people who, uh, maybe in a rough space after this um, you are valued and you are loved and we love you here. And Trevor keys on LLC thinks um, you should be, you know, you've just made that the show. title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't. You've said don't it too many to, times. I don't want that to come up when you Google me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the podcast already does. I know, but I, <laughs> I don't want this episode to come up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> too late it could be maybe yeah. just have it the cookie name anyway but, um our tip we are going to be releasing a special like edition weekend update tip thing which is not really happening because yeah <laughs> uh, things are still kind of like in flux as we record this yeah so we're well, just going to be for dan's yeah. seminar oh yeah well and there's some other stuff happening but also like yeah it's a whole it's a whole vibe right now but we are we're we're, we're gonna at some point play test a new uh a method of tipping, which would be like a little 30 yeah. second preview, you know, in between episodes. Yes. Like, hey, this is coming up. Check it out. Uh, yeah. Cause sometimes just there's things that pop up that are exciting and um, fall between episode drop dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Don, please tell me we have a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we need a bit. We do have a bit this week. So um, originally when we were talking about uh, allyhood and allyship and, you know, cooperation and working together, um, we had to acknowledge that there might be some organizations that maybe we are not 
the ideal people to be the spokesperson for. Uh, Nailed it. (laughs) Uh, So I thought each of us could just bring in, you know, a quick idea for something that maybe we are not ideally suited to pitch. Uh, Yeah. uh, Uh, Hold on. I just, Michael, do the record scratch. Uh, we came up with this yesterday yeah. before, like it's before, all before of this things just kind of spun out into a weird yeah. place. So, and you'd think <laughs> planning the show the day before recording the show would be <laughs> close enough to it to not step in it, but uh, apparently uh, who not. Wants, yeah. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Mine is light and take us funny away. and bizarre. And um, Trevor, I- NAFA board member. <laughs> <laughs> so, as an example, I think I would make. The world's worst spokesperson for an adult toy company. <laughs> I, I would be terrible at it. You get so bashful. I would be fascinated. I would be fascinated, very enthusiastic, but I would also, you could hear me blush through the radio mm. while he, discussing it. And the maniacal and the giggling, giggling. The giggling. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> this wait, is for wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. It's wall mounted. <laughs> that would just be me. It would just be. Wait, you can use it on batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. It's solar powered. When will this ever see the light of day? You know, isn't like, it literally, literally where the sun don't shine? But that's, <laughs> but that's where you take inspiration. It's supposed to inspire you to go to new and Wait, crazy places. Is this why you were doing handstands with your legs spread wide? So what is, okay. I have to, okay. I have to ask. Because this is the bit, right? This is the follow-up question. Of course. What is the what is the sex toy item that you do know of currently, and what is your pitch for it? Please describe it for us. It has to be the wall-mounted fuck machine because <laughs> I I just enjoy saying that. <laughs> <laughs> just say it with me, listener. Wall-mounted fuck machine. <sighs> It just rolls off the tongue. Can I just say, I know for a fact that my sister and brother-in-law are in the room next to us and can hear basically everything. Taking saying. notes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, now, it's, they're gonna, uh, now you know what they're going to get you for Christmas. Yeah. No. Well, anyway, that's the end of the show. Um, <laughs> we'll see you uh, next week or Michael, maybe never. I think you're up next for us, folks. Okay. All right. We'll go in, in backwards order. Um, okay. So I w- it took me a long time to come up with one, but I think I have it. So imagine like it's, you know... I don't know if this would ever happen these days, but you're flipping through the television channels um, and it's late at night and you see like one of those local infomercials pop on the screen with like shitty VHS quality filming and like they didn't edit it properly and there's like weird, awkward silence in between the lines. I would be the spokesperson for a local gym. And, <laughs> and it would be that like really cheesy quality of me like standing awkwardly on screen trying to sell you the gym, but I would just be standing there like, you don't need this. <laughs> God, there's, I, I play soccer. I can't do that in a gym. Like, honestly, you should come it's, if you want, if you want to go, it's fine. But I don't know that you're going to get your money's worth unless you're really into it. You know, honestly, just find what works for you. It's okay. You don't really need this. And then somebody yells cut, but they left it in the commercial mm. by accident. That would be me. That'd be you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, so it's my turn now. Right I mean, unless somebody has a, um, no, um, I think I would be a bad spokesperson for like the National Mushroom Council. Oh yeah, <laughs> mushroom yeah. council. He um, despises mushrooms. You know, oh, there's like sometimes okay. like I feel like I haven't seen it in a while. Like there was a lot of commercials for eggs for a while, for potatoes, which is like the National Potato Council. <laughs> um, and I'm just trying to imagine me just like talking about mushrooms 
and like, oh, you can cook with them. <laughs> What's your favorite quality of a mushroom? I mean, I sell it say, to me, Trevor. I would say they add umami, <laughs> and that uh, if some mushrooms, if you cook them enough, it's like they're not even there. <laughs> <laughs> I also imagine that I'd have to like just like pick up a big mushroom and like take a bite of it like an apple uh, in the commercial. Like, like the onions from holes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so would you, um, have you ever had beef Wellington? Yes. I know. There's, Is that an that's okay one of those things where if the mushrooms. mushrooms are thin enough, I have seen beef Wellington with like big chunks. Oh, no, no, no. That sounds awful. It's fine. And I do know that they have a place and they have a purpose. Um, I but mean, not my, in your mouth. when I make a veggie <laughs> stew for, you know, D and D when I do my big veggie vegan mm-hmm. stew, I put mushrooms in that. That's what you want to hear from your spokesperson, though. Grudging acceptance of the existence of your product. Um, I mean, apparently there's mushrooms that like have texture of like the texture of chicken. I mean, that's where that's where a lot of um, uh, vegetarian like meat replacement meals are, come from is mushrooms. Yeah. All right, Dan. Well. We've come full circle, Don. I'm, I'm, uh, I would probably be the world's worst spokesman for like the American Jockstrap Association. I don't get jockstraps. <laughs> I just don't. I, they're like, okay, yes, that is an undergarment. Um, and people, you know, if you wear this, people will say things about you that involve sex. Um, <laughs> so what? <laughs> have, what have you had an experience where like? you know, it was getting hot and heavy and then the pants came off and they were wearing a jock strap and you were expected to be like, Ooh, like, yeah, more, I, I have to admit I'm more often on the other side of that. I like, are you going to wear a jock? Oh, I see. I'm like, I may, I think I have one. Is it, I don't know. I haven't worn it in six years. I don't know. <laughs> I, get asked, I get asked for that a lot. Yeah. 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 I can see that. So the really pressing question though, white jock or black jock? That come in colors? Yes. Oh, um, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm picturing well Dan, <laughs> Dan's jocks would have little pink, like teddy bears on them. I think pink teddy bears. No, I think they have little pink pigs. <laughs> oh, yep. I stand corrected. Little pink I stand pigs. corrected. Little pink pigs. That'd be adorable. Well, terrible job, everyone. <laughs> we have severely you. undersold all of these different products and uh, we would be fired summarily. <laughs> so Trevor, if, if our listeners had a product they wanted to sell we, us, where would they go for that? Uh, you can send us. Sorry, we got... <laughs> I got tagged in a, a hate mail post on Instagram. <laughs> um, oh, we're on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Only five stars reviews. Yeah, um, we can't handle anything less people. than that right now. It's, it's, a, it's a vibe. It's weird. For every negative comment you see related to these NAFA posts, give us a five-star review. Oh, I like that. Oh, oh that'd be amazing. Yeah. That's going to be a hell of a lot of five-star reviews. <laughs> see the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgavepod.com. Yay. Take us home, Trevor. Please, um, Lordy. Jesus, I take don't us even home. know where to begin. You're... You made it Go to, back the to the end the of the episode where we're here. We're here together. We're, we're gasping for breath. We're still alive. And it's, it's the national mushroom council. <laughs> and we have and five seconds mad. left they're on pissed. our countdown timer. So watch out. Uh, perfect. We hit you a minute and five. That. We hit an hour and five minutes on the dot. You nailed it. That's perfect. <laughs>